Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. Allegedly, I was supposed to record this a couple days ago, and that didn't happen. So we're here now. You might hear my dog's little collar jigging and stuff because I just got home, and she's very happy that I'm here. So she's just, yep, there there she goes. Now she's trying to knock the phone out of my hand because I guess she doesn't want me to be on it. But this is my job, Hawk. This is how you eat, okay? Actually, it's not. This podcast is free. Nothing don't get anything from this but it's fun for me to talk into my phone do 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 first question hi p while researching more on human design i came across the work of steve rhodes what who or what are the rave emerging after 2027 what are your thoughts on this information thank you so the rave are like these people that are supposed to be born after 2027 and they have these extra energy centers or super psychic sometimes they might not be able to learn in the current like schooling system that we have now because of their high level of sensitivity. Just like extremely highly sensitive beings are supposed to be born after 2027. They, they think and, and have different energy than the humans that current, currently exist. Allegedly. The, uh, I don't like future predictions too much and not, not that i don't like them i just don't care to pay attention to them just because it, i feel the same way about like paying attention to history a lot I, I don't know i don't like to look too far away from where i'm at now <laughs> so i don't really think about it that much i probably like read about it a few times and then i was like i don't care and stopped looking at it so uh, those are my thoughts now if you're interested in them i would i would research it look there's tons of of like information out there about the 2027 rave like the whole entire world and the systems are supposed to be changing the way the systems work are supposed to fall the way the money is used all this stuff is supposed to change allegedly in 2027 i would check it out there's tons of stuff out there i just don't care about that hold on i'm about to kick my dog off the couch she's being very rude cool next question any advice on balancing different designs in one household? My partner is a manifester. I'm a manifesting generator and our new baby is a projector. How can we use human design to best balance these energies? So my first recommendation, both of them, the, the manifester and the projector will need time away from you because your sacral could be conditioning theirs. And the thing about like sacral conditioning that feels different than other types of conditioning is that sacral conditioning affects the way you sleep. Yeah, so when people who are open sacrals spend too much time around defined sacrals, they have a hard time sleeping and like winding down. And so getting some time away from your defined sacral could be quite helpful. But overall, just knowing their charts, knowing their profiles, letting them be them is going to be very helpful. Because the biggest thing about human design is that it gives you permission to be yourself. So if you understand them on a human design level and you understand like who they are and you accept their energy as much as you can, that's how you live with the other types is by accepting who they are and where they're at now. 
and accepting yourself inside of that environment and interacting with them while having knowledge of who they are. But I'd say the biggest like pieces of advice, just based off the type, because I don't know that much about your charts, is is take time apart from each other and and let both the, blah, 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 let both of them take some naps. Actually, encourage them to take some naps and get away from you at times. Next question. Hello. Would you recommend timeline jumping a few extra times to help solidify a new timeline? Comma. If you're why did I read the comma out loud? If you're feeling energetically like your first jump didn't quote-unquote land so to speak or would you do one jump and just wait it out seriously i find the timeline jumping so fun i just don't want to overdo it so i prefer to do it once and wait it out that's that's my preference just because i need to allow my reality time to catch up with my energy now that i've shifted timelines reality has to like get dense around who i am now And sometimes when I like timeline jump again, it feels like I'm jumping out of a place of like desperation. And that is is not a very powerful energy to move from. So I just had to wait it out. Now, if you feel like doing it again feels exciting for you and it feels like, oh, this is really going to solidify and create more density around this new timeline, go for it. But I would just talk to yourself and see where you're coming from before you jump. And I really do think that like it's possible to overdo it because I feel like I've done that before and it felt weird. Like it felt, I don't know, like I was just doing the most. This next question is, how do I better balance between sticking to a schedule that feels safe and following my sacral authority that makes me feel satisfied slash more free? And this person was a manifesting generator. So create your schedule around things that please your body, things that you know, like have given you a response that has felt like a yes before, it might do it again. So give yourself options within your schedule. So I wouldn't follow anyone else's schedule unless it felt like a yes in your body. But yeah, I would I would schedule out things that feel like yeses and then also give yourself the freedom that if you approach something that's in your schedule and it feels like your energy's just not here for it anymore or it feels like there's something else that needs to be done consider that you like it's okay for you to break away from that schedule at times but i would if you are someone who creates safety and your mind and your brain just works better around that consistency make up your own schedule and put things in there that usually make your sacral feel good next question how do you know you did a timeline jump what are the signs can you do it just by mistake and without much experience, what are the dangers? So I'll go one by one. How do you know you did a timeline jump? If you feel different. That's the first and main indicator is how you feel. The next one, what are the signs? Well, once you like jump to that next timeline and you're feeling different and you allow yourself to stay and hold the pose of being in that timeline and stay in the character, then things start to pop up that mirror back that new timeline to you. Can you do it by mistake? Probably. I think that's how I figured it out was by mistake. Yeah. I think it's a natural thing that we're we're built with. I think we have the ability to just embody that new self inherently. Some of us kind of like hide that ability from ourselves, maybe for safety reasons. But yeah, I think it's possible to accidentally do it. Next question. Or, well, no. What are the dangers? So... 
with the timeline jumping, the meditation that I make, and also my one-on-ones, I also I make sure to like reiterate safety, the feeling of safety before jumping, to make sure that you're not jumping into a place that doesn't feel safe for you. And so I feel like that's a protective barrier around dangers. Now, now when I jump, I just intend to jump into the best timeline for myself rather than trying to specifically ask for like like some certain like outcome i try to just like what is the next best timeline or if i'm feeling a particular way and i want to feel either more of that way or less of that way but i timeline jump in a very broad way now it's it's, i'm not super specific but also in human design i am a non-specific manifester so when you've manifested things, do you tend to go for more specific items? Does that work for you? Or are you someone who manifests more from like general broad feelings? I would make sure that you kind of keep that in mind when it comes to your jumping. You don't need to know your human design type. Just know how you like to manifest as well. And the reason I bring this up as a possible, like not knowing, not knowing yourself before jumping, the reason I bring it up before jumping, <laughs> before jumping, the reason I bring that up as like a potential danger is because my my personal experience the the one time i had a jump that was kind of weird was when i was trying to jump into a timeline where i was more visible and that's a very specific manifestation for me and or a specific jump for me and i immediately like i think two days later i think i went viral ish twice in a row and that was not a fun experience for me it wasn't terrible but like i just i it's it's not what i wanted i thought i wanted visibility but I wanted another sensation. And so just being aware of the type of person that you are and like where your desires are coming from and being clear on that is helpful. But also, you know, why are we avoiding danger? Stuff happens and you learn and then you move on. Let's see. Next question. So this one I kind of like summarized because it was really long and personal, but I, I like to answer questions that can apply to many people at once. So I am summarizing it. What can, let's see, the summary of this question is like how to make like maybe an ex-lover or someone not the center of attention or like the sun in your life. I'd say the biggest thing is time and and like letting yourself know that one day you will not feel like that but letting yourself feel what you're feeling and then know that it'll change and honestly something that and i don't know if other people feel like this but something that and i don't I, this is this could just be a me a me thing but i feel like the older i get the more i know people and like connect with people the more i find that like human beings we're not that special like people aren't really that special and that sounds like no we are all special like we are all special but like if we're all special are any of us special you know i feel like anytime you're making someone more important than you it's because you are forgetting how important you are i it took me it took me a while of like just observing people and like being around people like of course people are great and they're they're wonderful and i love them but like there's people they're and yes, we're all God, but if we're all God, is it really that interesting to be God, you know? And so just moving your attention back to your own divinity, to your own humanness, recognizing that that person is not any higher than you. It's real, real important. Nobody is. Nobody's higher than you. Do not make any idols before yourself. I mean, I know that you know that, but just reiterating it 
and they asked how they how they relieve a scar how, this scar and i'm so i'm assuming it's like the pain of the loss of this relationship and also like the old self that you were before the relationship and again like acceptance willingness to accept and time it doesn't mean that you have to immediately accept but if you know that you're willing to accept at some point you will move in that direction time will pass and at least in my experience i look back and i'm like oh it was not that serious it just re- it felt really serious while i was in it but now it feels like it didn't even happen almost and that's just my personal reco and i just i guess i guess i'm also like speaking again from my personal experience but we have a tendency to make people a lot more interesting than they actually are when they're like when we're in a certain state and so like just question yourself ask yourself like was i seeing this person with rose-colored glasses or was i seeing them clearly as like from it from a neutral place if i if i was a stranger interacting with this person and i i had just met them on the street how would i feel about them Mm, see if that helps letting yourself feel that like that stranger every once in a while next question i love this one just because i feel like it's gonna be helpful Anyway, so when you change up your hair or other aspects of your physical appearance, does it feel like a timeline jump? Question mark. They haven't. I haven't tried formal timeline jumping, but I feel shifts often. Like this week, I went from an undercut and a bun to a curly, bouncy bob, and it feels like oh, a new character. Yes, I, I feel like this is probably one of the the first types of instances where I timeline jump was by changing my hair. And I would feel myself like embodying this different character. And I, I like I didn't really I did it kind of passively and I'm like, oh whatever. But then when I got more into spirituality, when I change my hair, I look in the mirror and I'm like, now you're a different one. And it it I feel like it can be such a powerful shift to change your appearance or even change like the colors that you wear. Changing wardrobe, those and like, oh, another thing that I did recently is I got this perfume that makes me feel like a rich auntie. Like when I spray it, I just feel like somebody's rich aunt. And I, I spray it on myself and I feel like, oof, like I feel like I, I just embodied my character even deeper. And so I, I feel like that is a great way to embody a new character. Next question. Can you explain the decimal points after the gate numbers? This is a human design question. Those little decimal point guys are the profile lines. So, and oh, the second half of the question is, is there a relationship between the profile lines and the gate numbers? And the gate numbers are those numbers that go from one to 64. The profile lines are the decimal points that are next to those gate numbers. And so each of the gates are like a trait or an archetype that can be expressed. And then the lines of little dots the the decimal point sorry next to the gate number is the role that you take on while expressing that gate number and the profile lines they go from one to six the ones that are the most i guess prominent and important in your chart are the ones that are in your sun and earth placement both consciously and unconsciously yeah next question Thank you so much for making the podcast. You're welcome. I bought your timeline jumping audio and think you have an incredible mind. Oh, thank you. And bring such lovely gifts into the world. I hope your day has been full of luxury and light. Thank you so much. All right, so here's the question. Can manifesting something good for yourself result in a bad change in someone else's life? Maybe. I feel like that's definitely a possibility. 
now <sighs> whenever I say stuff like this people get upset but everyone is responsible for their own personal reality and so I believe in everyone else's ability to be take responsibility for their reality that being said I don't go out of my way to like cause harm to others just because there's not really like you don't there's not really a reason to go out and cause harm at least for me I just there I don't see any what is it what is the word there's no benefit for me to go and do that I can get everything I want without having to harm anyone like actively trying to harm someone however I'm not going to limit my desires because of the possibility that someone might get harmed or something bad might happen just because they or just because I got something. In this instance, the the person who's asking the question, they said that they got word that they received an apartment, but then someone else got evicted out of that apartment. To me, it doesn't seem like you caused that person to get evicted from their apartment. They were going to get evicted from their apartment. If I was in your shoes currently, I would use my energy imagining a future where this person bounces back from this eviction or somehow this turns around in their favor they come into their power because of this event something of that nature rather than trying to make myself feel bad for obtaining something and reality is an orchestra of divine genius events where every decision that you make does affect the trajectory of someone else's experience now that's so chaotic and that's why we have personal responsibility so that every time our reality shifts or an event happens that is seemingly out of our control, we get to take the power back and shift that event and move it into one that we use for power, transmute that energy somehow. So my whole thing is instead of focusing on preventing harm, how can I sow seeds of power into as many people as possible? I should probably go eat something. Oh, next week there's not going to be a podcast because I'm going to be on vacation. Yep. All right. Uh, so I was looking for announcements, but my mouth has decided to be done talking. The throat has closed. All right. Bye. I love you. I was listening back to this and I'm like, I perpetually sound like I'm in a bad mood. And I'm really not in a bad mood. I just, <laughs> just sound like this. Okay. People who have ever watched Winnie the Pooh. My teachers, when I was little, they used to call me Eeyore. And so I hope that can explain why my energy is the way that it is when I am doing anything. I'm just like this. I just I just emit grumpy energy, but I'm fine. Okay, love you, bye. Oh, I got this question last minute. I wanted to answer it because I'm not going to have an episode next week and I don't want you to have to wait forever. But the question is... Any questions for those of us who have all centers defined? This is a human design question. This person, I'm assuming, has every single one of the nine centers filled in. And my general advice would be that you are going to be a lot for some people. Your, Your energy is conditioning people. Like, pretty much most of the time, you are, your energy's, like, it's, it's getting in people's open centers or undefined centers. So, people might be taken aback by your vibes, by your energy. There's nothing that you could do about that other than like accept who you are and understand that they probably came into your experience that they could get, pick up 
some of the energy that is in your undefined centers. Like, I know that there's not a ton of people out there with defined heads and defined anyas, but when I talk to one, I'm like, praise God, because this this mind and anya of mine that's undefined, stuff just, like, floating around that's just flying everywhere sometimes, and then when I talk to someone that's a defined head and defined anya, it feels like suddenly things are really solid and dense in my head, and I'm like, oh, yes, thank you. But again, I'm not designed to feel like that all the time. So know that there are ways that you're positively impacting people as long as you are accepting your energy and you're following your strategy and authority, which for you, you'd be an emotional, at least, I don't know if you'd be a manifesting generator because I don't know how the connectivity is happening in your body, but you're at least an emotional generator. So your strategy is to allow the emotional wave to move through your body and then once you're clear, follow those body responses and do the things that bring you that delicious pleasure but yeah your your energy it's, it's it's there and it's affecting others and that's okay also there's potential for like hard-headedness or like kind of like bulldozy type energy the thing is is that it's important that you understand that other people will not function the way that you function and they don't have to. But you get to function how you want to function. I definitely would want to see the rest of your chart to be able to give any more advice past that just because like, I would want to know what your circuitry looks like, how many definitions, all that jazz. But yeah. All right, I'm saying bye again. I feel like this is the third time I said bye. Who knows? But you can never say I love you too much. I love you guys.